Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. See the pistol players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down on SiriusXM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Fresno State beat Cal State Bakersfield tonight, 56-48. I bring that up because uh, Fresno had only covered once so far uh, this year. That's just their second cover of the season. We lose with Cal State Bakersfield, but we win with Harvard. Harvard Crimson. Uh, Harvard. And Harvard were getting like 10 and a half points against UC Irvine. And I didn't understand the number. We didn't money line it, but we cashed the ticket. So we get a late night split. Uh, we lose with Cal State Bakersfield. We win with Harvard. And I should have put more on Harvard because, you know, I like that pick better. But it is what it is. We'll take it. It was a roller coaster of a day. We got a little bit aggressive on the end game tonight in one of the bowl games. Toledo were victorious. It what you know it was kind of a strange game. Nothing really happened, and then it kind of opened up in the fourth quarter, and um, it basically came down to a missed extra point, which was incredibly frustrating. Because it really you know what if that game goes to overtime, it's going to go over the number. But the kid on Liberty missed the extra point, and then it, you know they were down twenty-one-seven, and they scored a touchdown with like six and a half seven minutes left, and you know they could have made it twenty-one-fourteen. They made it twenty-one-thirteen. But then they actually scored again. They got the ball back and they scored again, and they didn't get the two, and they lost. So if the kid didn't miss the extra point, and he would have made another, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't. It is what it is. The Mac had a big day today. Big day for the Mac. Eastern Michigan and both Toledo both went outright. It's only one bowl game. I don't know what's up tomorrow with that. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, there's one bowl game tomorrow. You, you, you get a couple, all right. You don't have to have them all day, but a, put a, put a couple of bowl games up. Right, so we were discussing uh, Messi, and um, and and the celebrations continue. All the stats are starting to come now, right? Now that the, the tournament's done, people are like the uh, the statisticians and the historians are putting everything together. Messi has scored more goals in major tournaments than any other European or South American man. How about this? It's worth noting that no team from outside UEFA or uh, Cottonball has uh, won the World Cup. I was I was thinking about that. Like, when's the how many times has an English speaking country won? Like England in '66. Yeah. So most goals. Most goals. 
26, two titles, uh, most goals in major tournaments among European and South American men. Includes World Cup, Copa America, and the Euro. See, this is where it gets a little deceptive, though. Because these modern players, there's more games now. You know what I mean? There wasn't a million games in Pelé's era when he played. Level 2, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Countdown to kickoff continues. The NFL is starting to get real uh, right now. Teresa Walker is going to step up and in and join us. And who would have ever imagined that the Tennessee Titans right now would be in a battle to actually hang on and win this division? Jacksonville and New York is a massive football game. Everybody, almost including the odds makers, have written the Tennessee Titans off. Uh, the number right now to make the playoffs, the Tennessee Titans are minus 150. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are plus 120. So if you're thinking of Jags going to make the playoffs, you know, it's not, you know, so do the odds makers, evidently, at plus 120. I'm not so sure that the Titans aren't going to be able to find a way to win two of the last three football games, and that's all they need to do. Or, you know, if Jacksonville loses. People are just sort of assuming Jacksonville are going to win out and Tennessee are going to lose out. I don't think it's going to happen, and I actually think there's probably value with the Tennessee Titans uh, right now at minus 150. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes get it done uh, tonight. We're going to talk some college uh, basketball. Chris Monter is going to step up and, and uh, kick it uh, with us. Virginia Cavaliers were coming off their loss, of course, to the Houston Cougars. It was another big-time showdown. UConn, they got all they can handle tonight from uh, Patrick Ewing's Georgetown Hoyas, but the second-ranked uh, UConn Huskies get it done, 84-73. Duke bites the uh, the bullet tonight against Wake, 81-70 was the final score there. We jumped in on Providence in-game. We had a wild one, double overtime, Big East style. 103-98 was the final score there. We'll talk college basketball. Basketball. We'll take a look at the overnight numbers and the lines for Wednesday's college basketball slate, including North Carolina and the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, Carlos Correa, some sort of problem with the physical. I don't know if it's just me, but if I'm giving a guy like $330 million, I'm probably going to give him the physical before I give him the money. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. 
Calgary Flames win 7-3 over the San Jose Sharks. Talking earlier with Andrew McCannis about the tank fest. I guess it's fitting, um, you know, at the Shark Tank. Listen, Connor Bedard really is that good, right? Hockey, you do need multiple players to have a good hockey team, but Connor Bedard is a franchise, generational type of player. You know, we were just talking about getting angry about comparing everybody all the time. Let's just say that, you know, he could be as good as McDavid. He could be as good as Crosby, right? He could be, you know what I mean? He could be a mega superstar in the National Hockey League, this kid. There's no guarantees, right? Thing is with hockey, though, like, you know what I mean? If you're lighting it up in college basketball, there's no guarantee you're going to light it up in the NBA. If you're lighting it up in, you know, like basically he's almost like can't miss, like, like, Bedard is making other top prospects look stupid. I mean, a kid was playing against, he's one of these prodigies, but playing against people that's older than him his entire life. So he really is just that good, sort of like Wembenyama. It's going to be a fun year next year to see where these guys end up and how, how all this stuff uh, plays out. So, one, you know, we, don't, we can't predict the future, but we try. <laughs> we try. And one thing I will tell you, you know, what, what did we talk about the other night about the media and, and injuries? I've never seen anything like it, like we've seen this year, if you recall. So who got hurt first? Dak Prescott. So remember when Dak Prescott got hurt? It was Dak is out for the year, right? It was like, oh, it's catastrophic. He's going to be out for the year. And then, no, it's not. And then, you know, the, the, the story changed throughout the week. And it's always like, well, original reports were wrong. Well, you know, the original report, the way that you reported, essentially, right? The media throws stuff out there, and then they back off it all the time and just throw something else out there and think that we forget. But we saw this with Dak. He's in, he's out. How long is he out for, uh, you know? And then it was the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Jimmy Garoppolo's out, he's done. And then the next day, it was like, oh, no, no, no. It was uh, report, Early reports are wrong. He's not as severely injured. He could be back. And then basically, Shanahan shut it down and said, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. He said, the guy's, you know, said it is what it is. Like, no, he's not coming back. <laughs> so, you know, you always sort of have to let it, uh, let it play itself out. So this whole Jalen Hurts stuff, same thing. There were some people tweeting out yesterday that he had a broken collarbone, that he was out for the year. Right, And then it was like, oh, he's got a sprained shoulder, this and that, and he's out for four weeks or three weeks at least. And now there's stories that, like, I don't know, he might play this week. He could play this week. I'm pretty good at reading through the crap and not reacting to stuff. It's easy to, like, instantly react, but you got to take a step back. And I sort of got the feeling from what the Eagles were saying instead of just creating things and making things up. Uh, just because you tweet it doesn't mean it's true. Uh, some people need to learn. But I sort of got the feeling that it was like it was a day-to-day sort of week-to-week thing. Remember Josh Allen was another one. I was like the only one, too, if you guys recall. I, who were they playing that week? you guys remember that? Josh Allen, same thing. Oh, there's no way Josh Allen plays this week. There's just no way he's going to play. And I said, I don't know if he's playing. I said, we're not in the room. I said, he might play. He could play. We don't know, and he did play. Everyone was all oh, surprised that he played. There's, you know, too many people just don't want to say, I don't know if he's going to play or not. So what I'll tell you is my own personal opinion here is I don't think, I think if this is a playoff game, Jalen Hurts could play and would play. I also think that they don't want to risk injury uh, to Jalen Hurts moving forward, and there's not really a necessity if the Dallas Cowboys didn't blow it against the Jacksonville Jags, they would be a different situation, right? The Cowboys played themselves again, right? Every time, you know what I mean? You know, the Cowboys are like somebody that proposes to, you know, to a girl. The Cowboys are like, you know, Hugh Hefner, a playboy or something, and they give the ring, they book the wedding, but then they don't show up, right? And then, and then, and then for, some, for whatever reason, the next woman believes in the guy all over again. That's the Cowboys. We told you last week, it's hard to believe in these guys. So imagine if the Cowboys didn't screw up. At least this game sort of would have meant something. So it really doesn't. right? The Eagles are going to win the division. The Eagles are going to get the top seed. So they don't need to play Jalen Hurts. And then you get on top of this, you, get, you, you, know, you, you layer on top of this that the Philadelphia Eagles, as McKinnis was saying with us, 
The Philadelphia Eagles are a pretty good football team, right? Their, their management has done an awesome job of putting it together. They just attack, attack, attack. 24-3-6-5, they're looking to improve their football team, and they've done a great job. And I think that the foundation is strong enough that they can win a game without Jalen Hurts. See, that's the thing. Oftentimes, when the star player is out, it motivates the rest of the team even more, right? There's a lot of, like, the Eagles are going to take this, like, you know, we're five-point underdogs. It's coming down, right? It was six. Now it's five and a half. Now it's five. You know, it would have been four and a half. It's going to keep coming down. Um don't think for a second the Eagles aren't going to find out about this point spread. Somebody's going to tell them that it's going to it's going to come to their attention, and it's going to be like really, and they're going to see the media, they're going to see the narrative all week about how well the Dallas Cowboys better beat them without Jalen Hurts. They're going to take it personal, right? In the same way, in the same way we told you last week about Tom Brady saying about the fairly good defense. Notice how no one in the media really talked about it that much, right? I said, you know what? Why would Brady do that? I spent a segment on it last week. Brady should know better, I said. And what happened after the game? I don't know if you saw the video. It was on Larry Brown. Larry Brown does a great job with that stuff. I don't know if you saw the video, but after the game, the Cincinnati Bengal players in the tunnel, there was a cam. You know, there's always tunnels and you know, cameras in the tunnel. And uh, when they were coming off the field after the game, they were all talking smack into the camera. He goes, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I guess we're fairly good, huh? Fairly good defense. Remember that next time. Hill was talking smack. Eli Apple came in pretty hot. And Eli should probably chill out a bit. Eli was like, uh, it's time to retire, old man. <laughs> it's time to retire. But my point is, they wouldn't have said that stuff if Tom Brady didn't say that they were fairly good. Fairly, you know what I mean? No, they're fairly tough. Said, oh, great, great young quarterback. Good team. Fairly tough defense. Fairly tough. And the way he said it was insulting. And they took it as insulting. So the Philadelphia Eagle players, they're gonna be they're gonna be fired up for this. It's a big time game. Not to mention the hate that they have for each other to begin with. And now you got to also ask yourself, okay, listen, number one, Gardner Minshew's good, right? Gardner Minshew, you don't want Gardner Minshew to be your starter for 17 weeks consecutively. He has his limitations, but if there's one, you know, Gardner Minshew's good at dropping back, and if you have a good offensive line, Minshew can pick you apart, right? Minshew's good at dropping back and doing the intermediate, quick hit, quick throw. Nick, and to me, Nick Sirianni is a very good coach, and listen, there's only a handful of really good coaches in the league. I think Sirianni's one of them. And to me, a criteria of being a really good coach is being able to adjust and adapt to the players that you have. And remember last year when Sirianni took over, everybody was very critical of him. And they were like, where the hell is the ground game? How come you guys never run the ball? And they never did run the ball. And... Sirianni realized, you know what? My playbook is a little too advanced here. I've got to simplify things and make this easier for these guys in the first year of them getting the book. And then I told you in the offseason, I said, expect the Eagles to be really good this year because they're going to be in a second year with Sirianni. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Late Night Anger Man's request. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid uh, Radio Network. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, the 50,000-watt juggernaut. I see a story here about how sales of Colorado Buffalo's merchandise is up 700%. So what does that mean? Like if seven people bought something, that's up 700%, right? Because Fanatics is reporting, I can't imagine that. Like, how many people were buying Colorado Buffalo gear like before, right? So it's like, oh, it's up seven hundred percent. Yeah, from what? I mean, so I don't know. I was thinking like, I don't know what seventy people ordered something, and yeah, I guess that's up seven hundred percent. So it was an interesting night in college basketball uh, tonight. Um, so you know, especially listen, Virginia and Miami was uh, was 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 a uh, fun basketball game. Marquette and Providence went to double overtime. Let's bring in Chris Monter right now. CollegeBasketballNews.com. Chris, it's always a pleasure. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for joining us live tonight. How you doing tonight? Same to you. Uh, happy holidays and uh, great to be back with you. All right. So listen, a lot of stuff I want to get to. Let me start off with the Michigan Wolverines. They got the North Carolina Tar Heels on Wednesday night. And I saw a story on ESPN saying, is the Michigan Wolverine season over already? And I think that might be a little bit overly dramatic. But with that being stated, this team does have its flaws. What What are your thoughts on the Michigan Wolverines start? And is this team actually in uh, in big trouble moving forward when they get into conference play for real? Well, I think you would, when you look at the team, they have obviously one of the best big men in the country in Hunter Dickinson, one of the top pressmen in Jed Howard, whose father, of course, is the head coach there, Jawan Howard. But the one knock you've had on Michigan the last couple of years is guard play. Last year they got a trans. The last couple of years they've gotten transfers from East Coast programs and and kind of used that to kind of fill the void. This year they had another uh, transfer from Princeton. Unfortunately, he's out for the year with an injury, so that has kind of left them a little bit bare in that area. So I think this is a team that's still trying to find its footing. Uh, like you said, a lot of high expectations from them. But, again, I think, you know, Big Ten play, they're 1-0 right now. Uh, but, obviously, I think, you know, there's some question marks with that backcourt. But, you know, if you have Dickinson, who I vote for the Wooden Award, and we have to turn in our ballots here pretty soon for the top 25, he's definitely going to be on there. Uh, but, again, I think they just need to get more, you know, play from the backcourt to take some of the pressure off Howard and Dickinson in the in the middle. Yeah, I think, you know, backcourt has always been an issue over the past couple of seasons. Uh, for Michigan, yet they are seven and three. It's amazing. I'm already hearing the term. Well, you know, it's um, important for a tournament and this and that stuff. It's like we're not even at Christmas yet, Chris. Have you noticed this? Are we are we getting crazier with our earlier season analysis than ever before? That teams, like I said, like ESPN, is Michigan season over? They are seven and three. They did lose to good basketball teams as well, right? I mean, they lost yeah, to – Virginia's a good team. They lost – why the hell were they in London? That was a stupid thing anyways. <laughs> they lost to Kentucky and London, right? I get it. They weren't blowing out, you know, inferior opponents earlier. But what do you think about this game against uh, the Tar Heels, who have also sort of stumbled out of the gate a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the Tar Heels turned out number one in the country and suffered some early season losses. But, again, I think they're a team that's still kind of getting its footing. They're not ranked in the top 25, but still – I think when you look at the talent that they have coming back from last year's team, a lot of players, three players who were on that wooden preseason top 50, 
and obviously Hubert Davis showed you know what a job what a great job he did last year stepping in with the program in his first year getting him to the Final Four. Uh, so I, I think you look at this as, as a key game for both teams, as you mentioned. You know, so many people, and I'm probably guilty of it a little bit because I'm a football fan as well. You know, people aren't really thinking about basketball until football kind of winds down a little bit. But you do have some early season games early on to get you excited. And now teams are playing even more conference games than ever in December to kind of get people thinking about basketball. But these are some fun games, early non-conference games, that maybe show you, you know, what conferences are going to be the top conferences and what teams are really going to stand out from those conferences. So you're right, it's a big game for two programs who had a lot of high hopes and have struggled maybe a little bit more than expected in the beginning of the season. Well, as a Michigan Wolverine fan, I'll tell you, North Carolina usually gets the better of them. <laughs> so, unfortunately. Yeah, I remember uh, the, we uh, all remember the NCAA tournament you know, championship game, obviously, with, yeah, with, yeah, with Chris yeah. Weber. Yeah. So, let's talk about, let me ask you about, because you're in Big Ten country, so that's why I want to focus a little bit on the Big Ten first. How about the Purdue Boilermakers? A lot of times teams, when they get ranked number one in college basketball, it's almost a kiss of death. It's like being the head of the mob in New York or something, Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's always that, oh, they get ranked number one and the team will always lose on Monday night on ESPN or something right away. We saw Houston, you know, it's happened over and over. But Purdue... It, will the pressure catch up to Purdue? And let me, I guess what I'm trying to get at, are Purdue the best team in the country or are they just ranked number one? But are, or are Purdue actually the best team in the country in your opinion right now? Yeah, I think right now they are. I mean, you look at some of the wins. They beat Marquette, who's now ranked in the top 25. Wasn't then, but they beat Gonzaga and the Phil Knight legacy beat Duke. Uh, so uh, they've had some impressive wins. Obviously, they have another outstanding big man. We talked about Hunter Dickinson with Michigan, uh, Zach Eady with Purdue. You know, seven four shot blocker has really improved really every year. Last year, only played about eighteen to twenty minutes a game, but has stepped up his game even more now with some graduation losses that they have. They have start two freshmen, so still a, a somewhat of a young team with Purdue. Matt Painter, I think, is one of the best coaches in the in the country. Has he gotten over the hump? to get to that final four appearance. And I think that's the one thing that people knock him for a little bit, but has got a great job with that program. A former alum came there, uh, was an assistant and went to Southern Illinois as a head coach. And they came back to his alma mater. has got a terrific job for them. I definitely think they have what it takes to get to the final four and, and make a run to possibly win that national championship. As good as the big 10 has been, and it's been a quality high level quality basketball conference the national championships haven't been there. How good is this conference this year? And is there any team in the Big Ten good enough, like, or Purdue good enough to win a title? Because, man, this is, this is going on a ways. What is it, 2002? Since, uh, since Izzo and Michigan State? It's been a hell of a long time, man. The Wolverines make it to the Final Four every couple of years of the title game, but they've lost, right? They lost to Villanova. They lost to uh, to Louisville. They lost, I think they lost to Villanova again in the Final Four, whatever. They've been, you know you know what I'm saying. They've been in the Final Four a lot. Michigan have made it to the title. Michigan State got back. But is anybody in the Big Ten a legitimate threat to actually win the championship this year? Yeah, you're right. I don't know if there's a great, great team besides Purdue coming out. Wisconsin, of course, was in the championship game against Duke a few years back. Yeah. You look at... You know, Indiana obviously has had great tradition in, in their past. Maryland, when they were part of the ACC, you know, won a, won a national title. So you got some great teams in there. But you're right. I don't know if there's a, another outstanding team. I think there's a lot of good teams. When you look at Indiana, Illinois, both ranked in the top 20. You look at Wisconsin, a team that people kind of question how good they would be after losing some key players from last year. But they played extremely well so far this season. I still think Ohio State can be a, a dangerous team. Michigan State. You never sleep on a Tom Izzo-led team. And, you know, yeah. again, they're another team, kind of like Michigan. Backcourt play is so key for them. When they have good backcourt play, they played extremely well. When they haven't had that, they've lost some games. But you're right. I, I think the Big Ten maybe not quite as strong overall, but I think it's maybe a little bit more balanced. And you have some of the teams, you know, like a Nebraska. I think will get better and better as the season progresses. They got a lot of young players. You know, Minnesota, where I'm based, got a Kind of struggling, but again, they have some really good freshmen. They have two really good incoming players for next year. They're kind of deciding not to build through the transfer portal, but you know, go go with mostly young players. Maybe take their lumps a little bit in Ben Johnson's second year, but hope that that pays off in the long run. So I think you'll probably see you know eight to ten teams in the tournament. But again, I think Purdue 
realistically, I think is the the one team I can see being a Final Four team. I think you can see Iowa, Illinois, you know, Michigan, maybe a Michigan State, you know, Ohio State, Indiana. Some of those teams make it to the Sweet Sixteen, but realistically, I think Purdue's probably the only team I I see really making that Final Four type run. Chris Monter from College Basketball News kicking it with us. I am Gable Morancy, Sirius XM Channel 159. What are your thoughts on the UConn Huskies? Not a lot of people thought this team would be undefeated at this point. They got all they can handle from Georgetown uh, tonight, but they, you know, they pulled away. They ended up winning by double digits. They were laying like 22 or 23 or whatever, 22 and a half, 23 points. They ended up winning by 11 when it was all said and done, but it was a nice comeback win for them. They dug down deep. The Hoyas brought it tonight. Are you buying or selling that the Yukon Huskies are for real? Are you buying into the Yukon Huskies? Well, I think they're a good team. You're right. I think they surprised some people. And, again, they're one of only three, I think, undefeated teams in the country. Of course, you have Purdue at number one, Connecticut number two, and then Mississippi State, which is a little bit lower in the rankings, an SEC team that kind of relied on the transfer portal to solidify that team and their head coach's first year. So I think you look at them – uh, the Huskies, you know, is a good program. I don't think the Big East maybe is quite as strong as it's been in the past, although, like you said, Georgetown, which has been a disappointment the last couple of years in the con- conference, did give them a hard match. You got some good teams, you know, the Villanovas, Xavier's, you know, the Marquettes, I think will give them some tests. You're right. I, I, again, I think people are going to look at the record. Obviously, they deserve to be number two. They're still undefeated. But, again, I think they still – you know, I think are a good team. I wouldn't, you know, if I had to fill out a bracket today, I don't think I'd have my final four. But, again, I think they've surprised a lot of people with their strong play so far. I think, you know, they've done a good job rebuilding that program. You remember the great success they've had with Coach Calhoun and, and other uh, Coach Ollie getting them to the NCAA championship and, and winning there with Kemba Walker. So I think, you know, to get the program back to where they've been, it's very impressive. Chris Monter, College Basketball News. Hang in here, Chris. I want to talk about the Oregon Ducks and ask what's wrong with this program. The Miami Hurricanes, massive win. They've lost six straight to the Cavs. They beat them this evening. This is Portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Speak up, George. I can't hear you. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Oh, yeah, and the late-night anger match for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. We're talking college basketball. Chris Monter, college basketball news, kicking it with us uh, right now in the late-night anger management class. So the Virginia 
uh, Cavaliers took on the Miami Hurricanes uh, tonight. Close basketball game. Miami were up big. Virginia played themselves back into it. 66-64 final score. Yet, nevertheless, big win for the Hurricanes. Now 12-1 and on the season. They, they break their six-game losing streak against the Virginia Cavaliers. And I'll tell you what. This, you know, people, Chris, people talk, you know. Miami football all the time, but this is a this is a dangerous basketball team that can compete with anybody. Isaiah Wong coming back obviously makes a massive di- difference. He dropped 24 points, five assists tonight for this team. This is just a tough team to play in the tournament and a big time win against a good Virginia team tonight. What's your take on the Hurricane start to the season? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're ranked 22 in the country. They'll definitely move up after beating the number six Virginia team. You know, the one question mark to have on that team, you mentioned Isaiah Wong, also Nigel Pack, a transfer from Kansas State. They're kind of a guard-dominated team, only have one starter over 6'7", uh, six, but really kind of rely on four-guard offense. Can they, you know, withstand the punishment of a bigger, more physical team? But again, they shoot the ball extremely well, lots of ball handlers, a lot of interchangeable parts, and Jim Laranag, I think, is to be honest, one of the more underrated coaches did a great job, of course, in George Mason getting them to the Final Four before going to Miami, and they've been a very consistent program since he's been there. So they could be a very dangerous team, and definitely, I think, will probably move up uh, as long as they win this weekend. Maybe, maybe even move up to that top fifteen. So Gonzaga won tonight against Montana. The Gonzaga were twenty-three and a half point favorites, and listen. Coach Few and the players, they don't care whether they cover the point spread or not. But it is somewhat of a relative gauge in which, let's just be real, right? They've been struggling. Normally, Gonzaga blow teams out, right? We're seeing teams hang around with Gonzaga quite a bit this year. The Kent States, the Montanas of the world. I could go on. In your opinion, and no need to panic, they're winning more than they're losing still. They're ranked 12th in the country. But uh, what's your opinion on Gonzaga and uh, what's going on with the Zags and where they are now and where they're going to be. What's your opinion on Gonzaga's season so far? Well, again, I give them a lot of credit. They scheduled a very tough non-conference schedule, played Baylor, they played Alabama, they played some very good teams. I think that's going to get a battle tested for the NCAA tournament. The one knock you always hear year in, year out, when they don't maybe live up to expectations is they don't play a tough conference. You know, the West Coast Conference, you have some good teams every once in a while. You know, the St. Mary's, other teams have done well there, Pepperdine, et cetera, but maybe don't get the consistent tough competition. So I think by scheduling some of those great non-conference matchups, you know, playing a Washington in-state rival, some other teams like that, I think it's going to help them. Obviously, they have some outstanding players, Drew Timmy, who has been a, uh, been a wooden uh, All-American last couple of years, so they're relying on his experience. A lot of people thought he might come out for the draft, decided to come back for one more year uh, in Spokane. How many years again, of eligibility does he have? Six, seven, eight? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he guys been around, it man. Seems like it. <laughs> he definitely seems like it. But, again, I think Mark Pugh, definitely one of the best coaches in the country, and, it, you know, they're always going to be in the mix. But can they finally, you know, get over the hump? Again, they were ranked in the top four, have fallen, as you mentioned, all the way down to number 12. But I still know there'll be a tough matchup in the NCAA tournament. But can they finally get that elusive NCAA title for Mark Pugh? All right, I don't call teams out because they lose a game. And I told people earlier in the week, especially at this time of the year, guys, it's the holidays. Players' minds can be drifting. Uh, students aren't on campus, right? There's a lot of stuff. There's not as many people. Home court doesn't mean as much. It's a tricky time of the year. But this isn't new right now. I want to ask you, let's keep it in the Pacific Northwest. As far as the Duck program is concerned, I mean, they lose to Utah Valley. They blew a double-digit lead to Utah Valley. Uh, you know they got they got smoked tonight. They were down double digits. Excuse me, the Utah Valley at the half. Um, you know we're talking they were twelve point favorites in this game. They you know they came back in the second half. They outscored them forty eight thirty six. But it just it wasn't enough when it was all said and done. This this team really hasn't been good. I'm thinking like since like Chris Boucher and Dylan Brooks and these guys were there. What's going on with the Duck program? And I said earlier. Like, man, you're a Nike school, like the Nike school, right? Like, I don't understand why they can't get better recruits, and I have a lot of respect for Altman, but this program seems to be going, you know, in the wrong direction right now, Chris. Well, again, they played some tough games leading up to this one. Obviously, when you're favored by 12 and you're down by 17 in the first half, rally to cut it to five, that's not going to cut it. 
with the Oregon faithful. But you know, you look at the non-conference schedule. They played Michigan State, a, a four-point game. Houston, a ten-point game. They got blown out by Connecticut, the number two team in the country, by twenty-four. So you're right. They definitely have some deficiencies. Will Richardson, another player who was on the wooden preseason top fifty list, has had a good but not a great season. They haven't really had anybody step up to kind of give him a little more uh, push. Uh, you're right. Dana Altman, I think, is a very very good coach, but you're right. Maybe they're not quite as talented as some of those Oregon teams. We see a lot of Oregon players in the NBA, uh, you know, with with other players there, but they haven't maybe been a, quite as talented the last year or two. And again, you look at the, the conference, you know, it's a very underrated conference. I think the Pac-12 was maybe not as strong as when we had, you know, the O.J. Mayo, Kevin Love. You had all those great players from the USC, UCLA, Stanford, etc. But I think it's still a very good conference, USC, uh, I think it's a very talented program. UCLA, Arizona, under Coach uh, Lloyd, he's got a terrific job with that program. So you're right, a little disappointing start. And obviously, when you lose a game, when you're expected to win by double digits, very frustrating loss for the Ducks. Uh, Chris Monter kicking with us. Uh, Chris, we'll get you out in a couple of minutes uh, here. Texas Longhorns, 9-1 uh, and one on the season, obviously. Um, and uh, an ugly situation there, so I don't want to make light of of any you know issues. Uh, but you know, what what were you? What are your thoughts on that? What happened with Chris Beard and this team moving forward? Because it's amazing, isn't it? Like Texas football, Texas basketball. They have the resources, they have the money, they have the fans, they have the passion, they have everything. They just couldn't get there. They've tried so many different coaches, right, <laughs> with both, like, basketball and football. This guy, that guy, Shaka Smart, Tom Herman, you know, I mean, this guy, like, all different guys. They finally had their guy, and then this happens. Can they maintain this? Like, you know, can they get through the season? What's your opinion on, on the Longhorn situation? Yeah, a very tough situation. Obviously, you know, you have the – the legal ramifications, and if you hear, if you believe what you hear, you know, a very unfortunate situation that that, that should never happen. Um, and again, you look at the the Big Twelve. I think you know, obviously, Oklahoma and Texas are going to be leaving that conference going the SEC. But I think the Big Twelve is one of those conferences we maybe don't talk enough about. You look at Kansas ranked in the top yeah, four. You have Texas at number seven. Baylor, of course, who has won a national championship the last couple of years, number twelve. TCU, another program that's kind of under the radar. You know, is ranked number 20 out of Kansas State as qu- quietly under a first-year coach in Jerome Tag, who was at Baylor before as an assistant for a long time under Coach Drew. I think he's got a great job getting that program going. Uh, but, again, you're right. Texas, lots, lots of talent on that roster, but you definitely wonder if Chris Beard will be able to save his job because he's done a, a very good job of getting some transfers in last year, got upset a little bit earlier than expected in the tournament last year. But again, they have a lot of talent, but obviously a very, you know, when you look at what happened and you read that, it's kind of a scary situation. And you do definitely wonder if that will, you know, cost him his job. Chris Monter kicking with us. Uh, Chris, always great catching up and uh, talking college basketball uh, with you. We appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us. We wish you a, a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you in, in the new year. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Definitely look forward to it and want to wish you as well as all the listeners happy holidays. There's uh, Chris Monter. Great stuff, Chris. Excellent breakdown. Talking college ball. As, uh, as Chris stated, people don't really pay attention to college basketball until like kind of January-ish, like when you know the conference play begins on TV every Saturday. We're still in bowl season uh, right now, but you know, man, before you know it, man, before you know it, he's going to be like, I can't believe it's Selection Sunday already. <laughs> Great stuff uh, with Chris Monter. We've been doing pretty well. I like the you know the under the radar games. You know, so far this year. We've been picking our spots. We haven't been spraying the board with college basketball. That's how you get in trouble. So we're not playing like, you know, 10, 12 games a night or anything like that. I'm sure there'll be nights that we will at some point in time. You know, tonight we had a lot of money on the bowl game, and, you know, it was, it was, it was a weird game. It was a weird game. Both teams were running the ball a lot. The quarterback got hurt for Toledo. He was in. He was out. You didn't know, okay, is he coming back? And what's going on here? And then Liberty's offense, Liberty scored early. Like, Liberty looked good early in the game, and you figure, man, these guys look good, and they're ready to go. Their offense hit a wall, and then suddenly they came they came alive. 
and then the kid missed the extra point, and that changed everything. It just would have been a lot better and funner, especially for overbetters, if we would have had a 21-21 game with a couple of minutes left to potentially uh, go to overtime, but it was not meant to be. But we are, you know, we've, we are focused on football. Teresa Walker is going to join us. You know, it's time to start uh, pulling the trigger on some of these plays. And we were talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles and the odds for, for Jalen Hurts to be the MVP. And it's amazing to me that Jalen Hurts came in to this past week as a minus 150 favorite. And last night, if you recall, we said, what? It's 550 right now? The media just loves Patrick Mahomes. I get it. Patrick Mahomes is great. I'm not, I can't sit here and make an argument against Mahomes. He's doing some great things, right? He, he's doing some great things. And you could argue and go, look, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, and, you know, he's still, he's lighting it up still. Fine. Okay, but there's other players in the league that are having success besides Patrick Mahomes. Right, and Jalen Hurts is one of them. So I was thinking about this. So the whole punishment now is, well, Jalen Hurts, he's hurt. I do not believe that Jalen Hurts is not going to play for the rest of the regular season. I'll tell you that right now. They're not going to want him not playing football for, what, five weeks? What, there's three weeks left in the season? They would have a bye week, so five weeks. They, you think they, you know what I mean? Yeah, they want him to get rested, but they, it's not like they don't want him to play for five weeks. They don't know what's going to happen when he comes back then. His first game can't be like in a playoff game. I mean, if that's what happens, it happens, but that's not ideal for them, right? And the other thing is, too, so like there's this punishment suddenly that, so you're telling me he's the favorite, but now he's not going to play, but there's only three games left. And he let's they he probably wouldn't have played in the last game anyways. Right, because they let's say they would have they would have had home field wrapped up anyway, so he wouldn't have even played in the last game. So what you're gonna punish him because he's gonna miss two games in the season? And it's funny we talk about listen the odds. This is one good thing about betting on the draft that we like. We tell you this every year, right? When when you're betting on a game, you're not betting like you know you're betting against a supercomputer that's smarter than you. Yeah, I don't know. How did they get the number so sharp? Well, because they ran a simulation 388,000 times in their algorithms. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Thanks to Chris Monter for joining us. 
Yeah, it's been all quiet on the Chris Beard front. I've said it before, and listen, I love college sports. You know, we love, love the action, the passion of it and stuff, but I've told you, like, college coaches, for the most part, are pretty sleazy people. Like, they they really are, like, sleazeballs, right? They preach all this type of stuff all the time, but they're complete hypocrites in their real life, right? They preach loyalty to, to the kids on the team, yet they'll stab their kids on the team, and you know, in the back for a couple of extra mil in a heartbeat. You know, they, they cheat on their wives. Like, they, you know what I mean? It's just all, they're bullies, right? That's the other thing, too. So, like, they, you know, these guys, they'll treat the kids like crap, and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just that's just good coaching. Yeah, he's just treating him. You know what I mean? He's just treating him. Yeah, it's just tough love. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough love. No, he's just a bully, right? He's a bully that he likes. He likes bullying young kids. Like, let's just be real. That's why a lot of these guys can't work in the pros, right? Their their act doesn't work. Urban Meyer. You, you can yell at everyone and call them clowns and whatever, like, right? You can't do that. Right, yet, you know what I mean. In college, you can do that. I'll take your scholarship away. I got a kid coming in. I'll replace you so fast. Fine, you can do that in college. Right, you, you know what I mean. Urban Meyer was like threatening players on the Jags. Would threaten me with what? Like, what are you gonna do? You're not the GM. You can't trade me. Like, what are you gonna do? Go get another lap dance and shut up. Right, like no one respected him. But basically, though. If you'll notice, like, if a kid did this, like, he'd be, you know what I mean? Coaches get away with a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And let's just be real. Sport, there's always, it's all lip service, right? They're just hoping it'll probably blow over, right? Oh, it's, you know, they made up. The wife will take it back or the fiance. No, it never, never really happened. All right, all that type of stuff. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. It was all one big misunderstanding. (laughs) Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.